This morning we're continuing our theme on the wilderness wandering, but looking at it from the point of Moses' radiant face, why his face was so radiant, and how maybe we can experience what he was experiencing. When I first looked at this passage, I immediately thought back to the childhood game we used to play, Guess Who? I don't know if you remember playing that as a child, uh, or maybe as an adult, but certainly as soon as you look at the faces, you can tell if someone's happy or not so happy. So I've got some copies of the, pic of the pictures in front of me, and you can see straight away that uh, Oliver and Robert are very happy, uh, and Carol and Melanie too, whereas uh, Peter certainly isn't. So, why was Moses radiant, and how can we use some of our current lockdown time productively? Now, in the passages we've just seen in verse 29, Moses had just met with God. And he was not aware that his face was radiant because he'd spoken with the Lord. So, I wonder, have you ever had that kind of experience? When you felt so close to God, that everyone said, wow, what's happened to you? Probably. For many of us, that's not happened that frequently, but hopefully it's happened at some point. I was looking up things online to research this talk and found a moment when the Archbishop of Canterbury was asked, can you explain a time or can you describe a time when you feel you met with God? And his face immediately became hugely radiant. He was delighted to be able to say, yes, um, and this is what happened. I find it interesting that in the passage, um, he, his, he was not aware his face was radiant, okay, first of all. But it says then, because he had spoken with the Lord, i.e. he was really pleased because he felt he had spoken as well. Well, of course, the main thing we want to do when meeting with God is to hear from God. But the opportunity to have a two-way conversation had left him completely radiant. Now, first of all, what can we learn from this passage about how we ourselves can become increasingly radiant as God changes us from our own sinful being into the great person he wants every single one of us to be, even if we can't see that ourselves. Well, first of all, the meeting was very much planned. In the previous um, part of the chapter, it says in verse 2, God says, be ready in the morning, present yourself to me. Now, that was very much like how Jesus um, arranged to meet with his father as we're told in Mark. Now, Moses was also alone. In verse three, it says, no one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain. It even says no herds allowed either. So clearly social distancing was uh, alive and well back then. And it took time, a lot of time. Moses dedicated time to be with God. Now he was receiving the 10 commandments on Mount Sinai, really important uh, rules, really important um, instructions, but it took a lot of time. It says he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, that's about the length of lockdown three so far. But Moses, of course, was alone. Moses had not and would not in the future get everything right. But that time his face was radiant because God had spoken with him. Did that solve everything? Well, firstly, his friends were afraid to come close to him. It says in verse 30 that they didn't want to come near to him, but he called them over. Then he gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments from God. 
Now, towards the end of this passage, it talks about the veil. God's glory is so much that humans cannot take their radiance. So was Moses right to wear the veil in front of his friends and move it when he came in front of God? Of course, God can see through any mask, any veil, any pretense we come with. But are we right to put a veil on in front of our friends? We'll see more later. So all of us in lockdown at the moment have lots and lots of time. So maybe we can learn from this passage how we can meet with God at the moment. That's right, just you and God. Just you and God. That might seem enormous, that might seem too big, too extraordinary. But God wants to meet with you. The question is, will you meet with him? So if you decided, yes, you want to meet with God, and maybe it won't be the first time, maybe it will be the hundredth time, maybe it will be the thousandth time, but hey, just once would be nice. How can we go about doing that? Well, I mentioned before in Mark, Mark uh, chapter 1, verse 35, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went to pray. Now, I don't know about you, but most of us would not want to get up before it's light and go somewhere unless we're pretty sure it's going to be worthwhile. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that if we've uh, left it till it's sunrise and it's part of the day and the day starts, we have to wait again until tomorrow before we can start our day um, and meet with God. But Jesus himself needs to start his day with his father. So Jesus need to, how much more do we need to? So what do we do? Well, as we saw in the example with Moses, we need to plan and dedicate time. Maybe there's a place, might be inside your house, might be outside, where you choose to go. Maybe you have that place already. Do you plan a time to be there? Do you plan how you're going to get there? Do you plan how to make sure that other people don't interrupt that? And what do we do when we get there? How do we um, ask God to be with us? How do we ask God to meet with us? Well, firstly, we're told we can simply ask God to be with us. Now, that may not mean that instantly we get a lightning bolt and Angel Gabriel appearing to us. But, as Moses did, we need to give it time. Now, many of us probably couldn't just sit and wait and listen. Maybe we need to be active. Maybe we need to be doing something. Maybe we need to be watching something to stop our mind from wandering. So what do we do? Well, maybe we have some calm, quiet time. Maybe a chance to listen to that voice that we don't always listen to. Those still, small words. And appreciate what we do have. And be thankful. Maybe note them down in a gratitude journal. Be thankful for something every day and not just wait till the end of the day. But what's the first thing we saw in the morning? What was the thing we had for lunch? What was that in the afternoon that made us smile? 
everything has been given to us by God. Are we thankful for all he's given? So we all need support in our life. We also need to pause, stop and listen. Maybe we don't do that often enough, but perhaps lockdown gives us an opportunity to do that more. So Jesus went off to a solitary place where he prayed. He went to a mountain. You might want to light a candle, put on some music, maybe just hum a, a tune or do something to feel you're doing something different to the ordinary. Not watching TV or having the radio on, but dedicating time to God to maybe read, then also pause. Many people, myself included, probably read very fast. But maybe we don't give ourselves enough time to think and let God speak to us between what we are reading. So we're not just trying to get through a passage and say, oh, there, I've done it. It didn't work. I didn't hear anything. We have to listen and be receptive. One thing we can be clear on is that God will knock on the door. He will be there. The question actually is, will we let him in? So how much time should we give him? Well, maybe you think, oh, as much time as I can. Lots of us have got more time than usual at the moment. So God will show up. The question is, will we? And will we do it routinely? You see, Moses and Jesus' practice wasn't a one-off. This wasn't the one time in their life they'd done it, and miraculously God was there with them. This was a planned, regular, daily event. Will we wait? Or will we just think, oh, well, that's 10 minutes, nothing happened, there you go. Done. Will we let our minds wander? Or will we be focused on hearing and sensing what God is maybe saying to us? Now, there's many things we may enjoy doing. Drawing, sketching, doodling, listening to music. Just being grateful for the calm, peaceful world we live in. Maybe being grateful for nature. Your place might be looking out on a garden or a street or into a park. Whatever makes you be grateful and makes you think, I need to pause, I need to listen and not fill my mind with media, but fill my life, fill my mind with what God wants to say. So as I said, the question is not, will God show up? The question is, will we? And will we give him the time to speak? Now, of course, lockdown has been very tough for many people, and many people may not feel so radiant at the moment. I was looking back about pictures of people in air raid shelters uh, from World War I and World War II. There's a picture that particularly grabbed me of what looks like an, an older sister kneeling down uh, to comfort maybe her sibling, maybe not, maybe just anyone who's a bit younger than them in a bunk bed in a tunnel in World War I. And the only light is from an electric bulb miles back in the tunnel. 
And of course, they might have been hearing things in the tunnels. And it just looks like children just looking at stone walls. Likewise, another one where all sorts of generations in what looks like just an underground station lying in the rails where the trains would have been going, lying down the platforms. Not where we'd want to spend much time, but those people knew they were safe. And we know at the moment in lockdown at home, we are as safe as we can be. And we can follow the rules to make sure we keep ourselves and other people safe. Now, last week, I'm sure you heard Steve say, God is not finished with you yet. All of us, let's be honest, have fallen woefully short by a long, long way, every day probably. But it's not down to us. God's grace is amazing. He willingly gives us favour that none of us deserve. And he will forgive us and give us another chance. None of us can ever say we've never, never done anything wrong. We surrender our sins to God and ask God to put things right. And maybe this is what we could spend our first few moments doing when we want to meet with God, when we go to our quiet place. And maybe we should remember the words of the thief on the cross next to Jesus. In Luke 23, he says to the other thief who's mocking Jesus, and to be honest, probably the thief who says these words was probably mocking Jesus earlier, I'm sure most of us would have been in our day back then. The thief says to the other thief, we are receiving the due reward for our deeds. This man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And of course, Jesus says in verse 20, uh, 43, sorry, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So what had that thief done to receive eternal life? He'd admitted he'd done things wrong. He'd acknowledged that Jesus hadn't. And he acknowledged that Jesus was the king and was going back to his kingdom. Didn't need years and years of um, deeds. He needs to recognise what he'd done wrong. Recognise that Jesus hadn't recognized who Jesus was and of course that promise is open to every single one of us none of us thankfully has ever done anything so bad that we can't be be forgiven by God if you've done the alpha course you start looking at the sins of lots of people and you look at the sins of people like Hitler that yeah Hitler had clearly done things wrong but so have we, maybe not to the same extent, but to God, it's all sin. So God is transforming his people, you see, to be more like him. And others might see the difference being made to you or other people more than the person themselves. Ephesians 2 says in verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. It's not us that does this at all, but God. So, do you want to be radiant after meeting with God? Do you want to plan and dedicate time to hear from God? Would you like God to forgive you for all your sins? 
to cover your life in favour, which none of us deserve, but which is available to everyone, because Jesus took our sin on the cross with him, so everyone can receive this amazing grace. None of us deserve it. None of us will ever deserve it. None of us can ever earn it. But all of us are so fortunate to be able to receive that forgiveness, grace from God. So can I encourage you to meet with God? It won't need 40 days and 40 nights, but it does need some time. Commitment and focus. As I said before, the question is not, will God be there? The question is, will you be there? In 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16, it says, Whenever though they turn to face God, as Moses did, God removes the veil, and there they are, face to face. They suddenly realise that God is a living, personal presence, not a piece of chiselled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, the old constricting legislation, is, is recognised as obsolete. We're free of it, all of us, nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. Notice it's nothing that we do. It's all our reflection of God. We wouldn't say, oh, look at the light that's coming off that wall. Simply look at the light that wall is reflecting. The source of the light, the sun, is given at the light which can be reflected all sorts of places it doesn't come from the wall naturally but it can be reflected off the wall so god is our light and our salvation please ask god to illuminate all of our all of our lives that we may see god's goodness in the land of the living and look on his beauty as hopefully we're all changed into the likeness of Jesus Christ, our Lord. So just as Moses did, take time, dedicate, listen. It may be that the first time it feels uncomfortable, feels odd, feels strange to be silent or just to wait. And you might think, oh, I'm starting to think about the shopping list or starting to think about the TV program or the football school. That's natural. That's human. God forgives that. God simply delights in us spending time in his presence. And as we practice to do that, hopefully our faces will become more radiant and our lives more radiant as we reflect God's love, God's forgiveness and God's amazing grace in our lives. Amen.